It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is December 19th, 2019. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll talk all about the Magic's loss to the Denver Nuggets, what happened, how things fell apart so quickly and what it means for the team moving forward as we look big picture at where this team is at on this very trying West Coast road trip. Not a failed West Coast road trip yet. They still have a chance to break even at 500, which I think is about what we would expect, but still some big issues this Magic team is facing. Before we get to any of that, though, I do want to remind you all that you check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast. I work by searching wherever you download podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Denver Nuggets side of things? Check out Locked On Nuggets. If you want to take a look at the Portland Trailblazers, Friday's opponent, check out Locked On Blazers. There are great podcasts, including our national podcast, Locked On NBA, Locked On Fantasy Basketball, Rejecting the Screen, and the Duncan and Hollinger NBA podcast. You can find all these great shows wherever you download podcasts today, plus our NFL, MLB, and NHL and college podcasts too. No matter who your favorite team is, who your second favorite team is, the team you love to hate, or the team you're just curious about, there's a Locked On podcast for you. Download your favorite Locked On podcast today, wherever you download podcasts, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Coming out of Tuesday's loss to the Utah Jazz, it felt like it was gut check time for the Magic. It felt like it was a a time to truly test this team's character. The Magic had come back from an 18-point deficit on the road to take a 7-point lead with 4 minutes to play and then succumb to the brilliance of a star in Donovan Mitchell, but also succumbed to their own mistakes and, and inconsistencies. They did seem to spiral a, a bit, especially as they missed open shots, and, and their defense just hasn't 
been as reliable as it needs to be. And so Orlando can pretty fairly say they left one on the board. That was a game that they should have had. They they had a very good chance of winning. And even with the chance to tie late in the game, they, they just didn't make the plays they needed to down the stretch. How the Magic responded to that defeat, especially going back-to-back on the road in Denver, it's going to say a lot about them. It was going to tell us a little bit about just where this team is and who this team is. And so it was more than encouraging that Orlando came out of the gates, virtually came out of the gates against Denver and dominated the Nuggets. After some loose defense to start the game, Orlando tightened things up and they took a 15-point lead at the half. They did that exactly how this Magic team wants to play. They defended extremely well, keeping the Nuggets to difficult shots. Rebounded well. They got out in transition, beating the Nuggets before their defense could get set. And they moved the ball exceptionally well. The one thing you can you the one thing I think we can all say is we know that there is a very good magic team in there somewhere. Of course, you could kind of tell where this is going if you didn't watch the game. As the Magic came out at halftime, they had that 15-point lead. They grew it to 19 in the third quarter, and things looked like they were gonna be moving in the right direction. They were gonna get that that again quality win that this team has missed. If the Utah game was supposed to be that resume win that they let go, they were surely not going to let this one go. And then slowly the wave came. Slowly the Nuggets started hitting shots. And the Magic started missing shots. Looking perhaps a little fatigued from the altitude and the back-to-back. No excuses, but certainly a factor. Orlando missed shots around the rim that could have stemmed the tide, and Denver ran it right back at them. Orlando's defense got loose. And after a 24 to nothing run in that third quarter, Denver had the lead. Not only had the lead, but had a comfortable lead. The Magic had given up all that good equity and positive play that they had built up through the first half of the game. Denver's a good team. They go on these runs. They go on these droughts. It, it, it's, it, it's very characteristic of them. But Orlando was never quite able to reel themselves all the way back in. Once that run stopped, Denver still kept scoring a 39-16 to advantage in the third quarter. But I agree with Steve Clifford on this front that the issue for the Magic is not effort. They're not losing games for lack of trying. And you know, I think we could say during the rebuild, it was, certainly effort was a question every night. You just didn't know if the team had the fight and the will to keep, to keep playing. And This team has that fight and that will. So, you know, if you're going to give them a bone, give them that bone. Down by nine, they fought back to get to within two with about five minutes to play. Markel Fultz had a jumper. Not a great shot, mind you, but a a, a step-back mid-range jumper that he is very much known for making. He had a jumper to tie the game. Naturally, it was no good. And naturally... The Nuggets just out-executed the Magic down the stretch. Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic made plays. Once again, for the second straight night, Evan Fournier and Nikola Vucevic did not. 
Orlando still needs playmakers. Orlando still needs big shot makers. And right now, the shots are not falling when the Magic need them to fall. It's easy to point at that. I talked about the Magic's lack of a star and maybe a lack of a killer instinct on yesterday's podcast. But the Orlando Magic will t- suffer the same result regardless. A 113-104 to 104 loss to the Denver Nuggets. Another game where it felt like the Magic had it in their grasp. Another game where the Magic felt like they would have that emotional, character-building, confidence-building win. And another game that they let slip through their fingers. The Magic are not the, t- the same team that we thought they'd be. Their defense is not anywhere near the level it needs to be. Their offense is inconsistent, but maybe we expected that. And the Magic right now are simply not finding a way. I'm an optimist. I do believe they are close. I don't think they are far off from where they need to be. It's a simple matter of making shots most of the time. But this team still has a lot of work to do. And unfortunately, it feels like this team is going to have to relearn some lessons that perhaps we assumed they had internalized entering this year. Before we go any further, though, if you are a Spotify listener, you Spotify wrapped to show us your top Locked On podcast for the year. Take a screenshot and tag us at Locked On Live and at Locked On Magic on Twitter, and we will share and retweet. Show us which Locked On podcast you listen to every day on Spotify wrapped. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast, and being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let's go through the final box score for you real quickly as the Orlando Magic fall to the Denver Nuggets, 113-104. to Not a lot of great offense going on for the Magic in this game, especially after that first half. Um, Orlando shoots just 42.5%. We're used to the Magic shooting poorly from, from the field. 11 for 29 from the from the from beyond the arc. 19 for 21 from the foul line. Um, just uh, It was a really inconsistent game, obviously. It was really, I mean, I, I hate the tale of two halves, but it was a tale of two halves. Magic could really do no wrong in the first half and struggled just to do things right in the second. Um, uh, like I said, during that 24 to nothing run, and, and, I, and I got the sense that this is how, how Clifford felt um, after the game, it, it, the, the shot quality wasn't the problem. The Magic were getting quality shots. And, and if you want to take some solace, and I, 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 I'm an, I, I always say I'm an optimist, and the Nuggets historically have, have like something like, a, in the last 10 years, have something like a 70% win percentage when teams are on the second night of a back-to-back in Denver. Um, this, this, this had schedule loss written all over it. So it's not... The issue with this, this game is not necessarily that the Magic lost. I think we expected them to lose. I expected them to lose. Um, before the season, you probably expected them to lose this game. 
But again, it, it's one left on the board. You can't get back those games when you're up 19. And, and while this Magic team is doing some very good things, the, the thing that they're struggling with right now, and maybe that's just the curse of being kind of a middling, media, mediocre team, and, but that's, that's what the Magic are at this point. The, the curse of that is it, it's tough to win against quality opponents when you're having a bad night. And the second half, the Magic just had a bad night. Um, they got layups. They got to the rim. Um, they, they got open three-pointers, and they missed a lot of them. And you could just kind of see the frustration grow on their face. And more than anything, it's the lack of poise that, that, that frustrated me watching this game. Because if the Magic had kept their cool, had you know, kind of kept committed to their defense, maybe they, they, they wouldn't have kept that 19-point lead missing all those shots. But I don't think they would have given up a 24-0 run. Um, I mean, that's, that's the issue here is that the Magic... The Magic's defense wasn't the backbone, wasn't the fallback that, that this team needs it to be for, for whatever reason. And they fouled a lot in that, that second half. They allowed, you know, Clifford got called for a technical foul. Uh, DJ Augustine got called for a technical foul. I believe Aaron Gordon got called for a technical foul during uh, at, at one point during this run. Um, Orlando just lost their cool. And, and that is just the one thing that cannot happen. Um, this, team, this team has a small margin for error. And, and, and it happened against Utah to some extent too. Giving away free points giving away free possessions is just, it, it's going to hurt this team. It's going to kill this team. And, and you know, when you get into late game situations, you need your defense to be your backbone. And right now, this team, this team just doesn't have a defensive backbone. It doesn't help that the Magic's best players are, are struggling right now. Nikola Vucevic, 20 points, 7 for 16 shooting, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. He had a great first half, 16 points in the first half. He was playing fantastic. He was making shots. He was making quick decisions. He was moving the ball. Players were cutting off of him really well. He was setting great screens. And he was actually doing a good job on Nikola Jokic too, just like that first meeting with Denver. But in the second half, the shot stopped falling. The Magic just the Magic struggled to get him good post-up looks. And, and, and again, this I think is a general problem around the NBA. Teams don't know how to throw good entry passes. Teams don't know how to set up good post-ups. Nikola Vucevic, I, I don't think, does a great job necessarily establishing deep position. But a lot of that's the play design to get him post-up looks. Um, I, I think that the Magic need Vucevic to be their easy point getter. They need When they're struggling offensively, they need to just be able to dial up a pet play to get Vucevic the ball on the low block to get him a paint touch, and that sets everything else up. That's kind of the, the sun that the whole team orbits around. Um, and, and, and the Magic just didn't have that or couldn't rely on that this game, and, and Vucevic missed a lot of bunnies and missed a lot of, a lot of open shots. Um, defensively against Jokic in the second half, he struggled. Um, Jokic started attacking the glass a little bit more. He started passing the ball a little bit better. Um, and then Jokic made some tough shots on Vucevic. Um, you know, it, you know, where we're at a point where, yes, you know, you know, Vucevic is, is in, only in his third game back, so he's, you know, he's still getting his rhythm, and certainly playing in Denver isn't the best place to test a, a, the conditioning of a guy who hasn't played very much in three weeks. Um, but we're at the point where, you know, guys like Nikola Vucevic, like Evan Fournier, like Aaron Gordon, they need to be the drumbeat of this team. They need to be consistent. They need to be guys that this team relies on. And you go down the list, and this game was just not a game where the team could rely on their best players. Evan Fournier, 13 points, 4 for 10 shooting, 3 for 6 from beyond the arc, 3 assists, 3 turnovers. He really just never got going. Um, he made a couple shots toward, you know, he made he started making some shots toward the end, but, you know, he wasn't as assertive or aggressive as, as you would want from him. He's the team's leading scorer, after all. Um, and, and you want to see him just do a little bit more. Aaron Gordon, 9 points, 4 for 14 shooting, 1 for 5 from beyond the arc, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 turnovers. He, he had his moments defensively. I think defensively he's fine, but 
he was as bad as anyone else and inconsistent as anyone else on that end playing Paul Millsap in, in the second and the third quarter. Paul Millsap was the big key to that run. He just kind of fit in gaps and Orlando's defense just kind of couldn't rotate to him fast enough around the basket. Gordon offensively, though, he's getting good shots. I don't think he's freelancing and doing some of the stuff that frustrates us as much anymore, but he's missing open jumpers. He's missing open threes. And, and you know, the one development that the Magic absolutely needed to happen this year was not necessarily Aaron Gordon becoming a star, but Aaron Gordon becoming a consistent three-point shooter at like 36, 37, 38%. And he's hovering in the low 30s. And, you know, that compresses the space for everyone. The Nuggets were able to load up the strong side a lot and pretty much ignore the Magic shooters, and that was a big part of their run. If Orlando can't score at the basket, they got to be able to score from the perimeter and, 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 and get to the outside. And Orlando just doesn't have that consistency yet. I mean, it could come. Orlando did finish 11th in the league in three-point shooting last year. So, you know, we, I do think that there is an upswing coming for a lot of these players. You know, if you trust them, maybe you don't. But the, the, this Magic team's lack of shooting is, is really starting to show. And, and, and the Magic just need, they need guys like Aaron Gordon to make shots. You know, Evan Fournier made his three-pointers in this game. Um, you know, DJ Augustine made his. DJ Terrence Ross made his. You know, you know but Orlando needs outside shooting, and, and, and they're just not getting it right now. And, and, of course, Gordon really struggling from the field. He's, if he's getting good shots, he's got to make them. And he's got to make them at an efficient clip, shooting 20. Having, you know, the guy who's shooting the second-most shots on the team shooting less than 30%. That's not a formula for winning, even if even if the looks are good. And so, you know, right now it's just about finishing. It's uh, I would literally say that the Magic's big issue is just getting across that finish line. They they are right up against the finish line. They 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 can they can be that team we all imagine them to be. It, they're just not taking that last step to get there, and, and and that's why that's why the team is struggling, especially against good teams. Against you know, no offense to these teams, against the Pelicans, against the Cavaliers. They can get away with playing like this because they can always get it back. I mean, those teams have flaws, and the Magic are clearly better than those teams. You know, give the Magic credit for beating the teams they're supposed to beat. And Portland on Friday is going to be a really good test of that because Portland's an under 500 team that isn't really an under 500 team. They are a talented team uh, with a lot of really difficult players to deal with. And Orlando's going to have to be on their game to beat them. This isn't, you know, it, it isn't like playing the, the Wizards or the Cavs or the, or the Knicks or the, or the Pelicans. That is a good team that the Magic are going to have to play well to beat, even though the record suggests that the Magic should beat them. Um, but the Magic just just haven't been able to get that last little bit that they need to beat quality teams, and, and that's certainly a concern moving forward. DJ Augustine, though, another fantastic game for him. 18 points, 4 for 9 shooting, 3 for 5 from beyond the arc, 7 for 7 from the foul line, 7 assists. He looked like last year's DJ Augustine. He did a great job driving and getting into the lane uh, and causing kind of havoc and chaos and, and able to, to kind of tear apart the Nuggets defense, I was really, really happy with how he played. Two back-to-back very good games for DJ Augustine. Took some wild shots still. He still kind of loves his leaners and, and tries to draw, trying to draw contact, and I think refs are getting a little wise to it. Um, but overall, he's getting in the lane and creating things for people. He's finishing around the basket a lot better. Uh, he's, he's smarter with his shot decisions, and, and I think that that's obviously a good sign for the Magic because they need him right now. Uh, a big loss, though, for the Magic in this game that, that kind of went under the radar. Jonathan Isaac, seven points, three for six shooting, five rebounds, no blocks in this game. He had four fouls. He left the game in the third quarter with a hamstring and lower back tightness. Uh, he said after the game that he thinks he'll be fine for Friday, just get a day of rest. It was just, you know, kind of a nat, you know, maybe a nagging injury, you know, just pulled something in the magic, just being cautious. But Orlando certainly missed his defensive presence in this game. They definitely, I mean, you ask why the Magic signed Al Farouk Aminu. It's because they want to maintain size on the floor at the forward spots. At all times, you know, Russell Wundu played great in this game. Six minutes, four points, one for one shooting. Um, you know, he was good energy and, and helped the Magic get back into the game. 
but Orlando likes to have size on the court at all times. And losing Isaac, and honestly, losing Isaac or Gordon kind of reduces the amount of size that the Magic can employ and, 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 and kind of what makes them unique defensively uh, in this league. And, and obviously, Orlando's defense is struggling a lot right now. They're, they're just not kind of playing at the level and intensity that they need to or the precision that they need to. It's like, it's like executing your offense. So you you got to run it with precision, and, and Orlando just hasn't been doing that of late. And the results are showing why. The results are showing why. I mean, everyone wants to complain about the offense, and I agree the offense is not good and the offense needs to be better. The biggest problem for the Magic right now is their defense. They are not defending at high level. I'll, I'll get to that here in just a moment. The Denver Nuggets shoot 47.6% from the floor, 11 for 27 from beyond the arc, 22 of 25 from the foul line. They get 14 offensive rebounds, five offensive rebounds from Paul Millsap himself, 15 points, 12 rebounds from Millsap on four for nine shooting. Nikola Jokic with 18 points, 12 assists, nine rebounds, seven for 14 shooting, including a ridiculous wrong-legged fadeaway over Nikola Vucevic again. Magic just don't have tough shot makers like that. But Jamal Murray, really the hero, 33 points, 11 for 19 shooting, 9 for 10 from the foul line, 5 five rebounds, 4 turnovers. Orlando did a good job kind of containing him, especially in those middle quarters as they built their lead. But Murray's the guy that finished this game. He hit tough shot after tough shot. He ran pick and roll with Jokic to perfection. Orlando just really had no answer to contain him, and, and he he essentially won the game for them after they were up by only 2 in the fourth quarter, Murray, Murray and Jokic just took over and led the Nuggets to the win. And again, the Magic just really don't have players like that. Orlando now falls to 12-16. and 16. We are watching the standings. It's a little early, but we are watching the standings. Both Charlotte and Detroit lost, so the Magic re- retain a half-game lead over the Hornets for the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference. They are one game above the Pistons. So if you're panicking, if you're worried that the Magic are not going to achieve at least the the basic goal, calm down. Magic are still in the position that they want to be in. They're still in good shape. They've just got things they got to figure out on their end, and, and they are big things that they have to figure out, which we'll talk about here in just a moment. The Orlando Magic fall to the to the Denver Nuggets, 113-104. to They'll complete their four-game West Coast road trip on Friday against the Portland Trailblazers. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home, but I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. As I was watching the games from from the last two days, I, I, I certainly understand and feel the frustration. I think the team is frustrated. I think the coaching staff is, is frustrated. They're not panicking, they're not putting their heads down, but they know that they've left games on the board. They know that they had clear opportunities to get wins, and then those opportunities are hard to come by no matter what level of team you are. You've got to, you've got to win games that you got to win. And the team knows they let go of the rope a bit. They're not quite the team 
they want to be. As I've watched the last two games, I, I, I am reminded of a point in last season. Last season, Orlando went on, went on the road to the West Coast in January. It's their second, their second big West Coast road trip. They played at Charlotte, at Chicago, at Minnesota, at the Clippers, at the Kings, at the Jazz. A six-game road trip. They only won one of those games against the Chicago Bulls. But against the Timberwolves, against the Kings, and against the Jazz, I believe, the Magic had double-digit leads. The Magic had control of those games. You can even go back to against Portland in the previous road trip in December. The Magic had double-digit leads. And it was a thing. You know, I, I, you probably remember, you know, there's a, maybe an, inter, an interchange between me and, me and Clifford about that, about that, about how the Magic were, were losing like 10-point leads late in games. And he's like, it's the NBA. Everyone blows leads. It's, it's, that's, that's not what you need to be looking at. But, but it was a thing that Orlando was struggling to close out games. And the Magic went 1-5 on that road trip, and, and things felt very, very bad. They had blown a lot of these leads and had fallen way behind. I mean, you go back and look. They lost by 17 to Minnesota. They lost by 10 to the Clippers despite leading in that game. They lost by 16 to the Kings despite leading in that game. They lost by 13 to the Jazz despite leading in that game. Felt like they had given a lot of these games away. Then they come home and face the Boston Celtics and Houston Rockets on back-to-back games. They won both of those games. They won both of those games, and to many, that was the turning point in the season. The proof that they could put all the pieces together. Granted, they, they would go on to lose the next three and seven of the next eight to fall to 20 and 31. And of course, from there, we know exactly what happened. This is all to say that the Magic have been in this place before. In fact, last year, they were also 12 and 15. In fact, last year, they were 13 and, 13 and, 15, 13 and 15. So they're, they're game behind last year's pace if you're keeping track. beating the Chicago Bulls in that first game in Mexico City. So the Magic have been in this place before. They have felt the pangs and the wounds of blowing late leads, of not quite reaching their potential, of having to scratch and claw and fight and find their way through and find out really who they are. This team has been there before. And that's kind of exactly the problem. The Orlando Magic have the playoff experience in their back pocket. And I really believe you can feel it. Yes, that the Magic are a game behind last year's pace, so to speak, or last year's record at this time of year, that I have no doubt that this year's team is better than last year's team. And I say that because I do sense a sort of calm and composure and poise and just kind of an understanding of what it's going to take to get to the end of the season from everyone 
And maybe that's part of the problem. There's the lack of urgency. There's the there's kind of the serenity of, you know, this is the pace we have to play at. This is kind of the kind of what has to happen. We got to scratch out wins, but we're not out of it. We know we know we're fine. We know we know we're working to get there. Uh, you know, maybe that's the curse the curse of it. I mean, there's certainly a burden of expectation and a burden of knowledge. You know, cursed, you know, they're cursed with the burden of knowledge of what it takes to get to the playoffs and so Perhaps there's a sense that they can reach down and, and grab that. This team is fighting through a lot of the same issues they fought through last season, unfortunately. A lot of the same same problems and a lot of the same struggles. And unfortunately, it feels like these are lessons the team should have learned already. We talked a lot about the continuity coming back from last year's, and we expected that to help the team hit the ground running. And yet, even Coach Clifford admitted the Magic didn't have the training camp that they wanted. Perhaps slowed by injuries. Perhaps slowed a little bit by complacency. This team isn't where we know it can be. and isn't where it knows it can be. It's not a reason to panic. It's not a reason to to give up and bail ship or say, oh, trade everyone or, or whatever. And, and certainly the big decisions are certainly ruminating in the background. We, we all understand that. There are always big decisions, and the team was never going to run the entire roster back a second straight year. There's, this summer was always going to be one that that would sense at least some change and would have to, to be honest, to, to, to push this team forward. We were, this year was to explore and understand the limits of this team. But at the same time, this group is supposed to already know how to do a lot of these things. If anything, we thought the Magic would take that next step, whether it was to be competing for home court advantage or to just make the playoffs more comfortably. We thought they would take that next step because we believed they had the understanding and knowledge of what it would take to get there, to play that way every night. And, and obviously you can't be in a dead sprint like the Magic were at the end of last season every single night, but you still expected a, an intensity and a consistency from them, especially because they've played so much together. And this is honestly double on the defensive end. The defensive end has turned out to be the most disappointing part. Since Nikola Vucevic went out with his injury on November 20th, the Magic have a 109.8 defensive rating, 17th in the league in that time. As Steve Clifford said, it, it's going to take a top 10 defense and a top half offense to get where the Magic want to be. In that same time period, of course, Magic have a 107.2 offensive rating, which is 22nd in the league. So now you're looking at a team that's essentially bottom 10 in both offense and defense since Fucevic's injury. Orlando is better than this. Certainly on the defensive end. They know they are better than this. And right now, they're struggling to reach down and grab that. Orlando is still able to achieve all their goals. The Eastern Conference is extremely forgiving in that way. But this team is not the team it's supposed to be. This team right now is not the team they were meant they were meant to be or they promised they would be. 
this team, regardless of the injuries, I mean, I'm not even talking about the injuries, this team is underperforming. They're not living up to outside expectations, let alone probably their own expectations. And, And those are the expectations that matter. Their standards are what matter. There have been bright spots. Jonathan Isaac's been fantastic. You know, Evan Fournier's played like an all-star, though I don't think he'll get consideration. Um, and and Markel Fultz has been a, a revelation. Essentially, he's a rookie point guard. And so, you know, the, regardless of any of that, I, I often say that, that, you know, it's okay to be in the middle of the pack in the conference so long as you have a path forward, a chance to get better. And, and I, I honestly, I think Isaac and Fultz do that. And so I, I, I'm not upset if the Magic make the playoffs as an eight seed and win only 40 games because I, I, I see the path forward. And this year's as much about understanding the limits of this team as, as a playoff team as anything else so you can make decisions moving forward. But to be fair, to be honest, the Magic are not living up to that billing. I think they know it. I think they know that they are not playing to their potential. And just like on that road trip last year, they know that they have work to do. The question is whether they will respond this time like they did last time. Last time, yeah, there were still some struggles to go, but they kept their nose to the grindstone. They kept working and they figured it out. We're sitting here in late December, not late January. And so there is still plenty of time to figure things out. And again, the East is so forgiving. Last year, Orlando, you know, was... I, I don't anticipate the Magic losing seven of eight games this year. They are too good. They are too poised. They, they know what they have to do. And unlike last year's team, this year's team is not losing to bad teams. They are, they're taking care of their business so far. I mean... At Atlanta on the second game of the season, they lost at Detroit and they lost at Oklahoma City. Those are their three losses to teams with losing records. Yes, that means they have thir- that means they're one in thirteen against teams with winning records, and that's a problem. They have they have to step up to the plate, and that's part of what they have to understand. That's part of what they have to do is to play with the same with with a level of precision and intensity that they haven't shown consistently this year. These are all lessons we thought the Magic learned last year. We assumed, perhaps, that they learned these lessons last year. But this is, despite similar personnel, this is the same team. This is a different team. This is a team that has to find a new way forward, a new way to succeed this year. And right now, they aren't answering the bell. Right now, this team has to be better. They have the knowledge. They have the understanding. They have the capability to do so. The question is, when will this team step up and figure it out? 
I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. I apologize for coming out with this a little bit late. West Coast schedule messes with my sleep schedule a little bit, so I'm trying to still pump these out while, while still taking care of myself. So I appreciate the patience with that. You can, of course... Follow me on Twitter at R underscore Amin. Of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Wright. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.